This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ladies and gentlemen, What's up, everybody? This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green. He's Brett Barry, and we've got an exciting show planned today. We're going to get into Arizona softball back in the World Series. I guess I don't. We say back because I feel like Arizona just belongs there. Like that's just where they seem to take up residence most years. Brett, I mean, I you know that's just like they're we're, in the World we're Series. Sp- we're yeah. spoiled. Yeah, we're spoiled. Just but a it was little not bit. a given this year. No, no, we're going to talk to Kim. Again. We're going to talk to Kim Doss from AZDesertSwarm.com about that. We talked to her to preview, you know, their first round and. We'll see her thought. We'll get her thoughts on this because it's obviously we're used to seeing Arizona in this position, but not many expected this Arizona team to be in this position. So that's gonna be a lot of fun to talk about with Kim there on this show. But Brett, and I guess we'll say it's not as good news for Arizona program. Dalen Terry announced that he was going to stay in the NBA draft, and we talked about this a few weeks ago when he declared. And the con- the consensus was mostly that. He's going to test the waters, and yeah, if someone says, you're going to be a first-round pick, we will take you, then he was going to go, but we weren't sure that would happen. Then he went out and impressed at least one team, probably multiple teams, decided he's going to stay in the draft, feels confident he's going to be a first-round pick. At that point, he should go to the NBA draft. I don't blame him, but it is somewhat of a blow for Arizona losing a guy who was going to be counted on to be one of the leaders, one of their best players next season. Yeah, I mean, it, it tells you at least one team all but gave him a you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, guaranteed first round pick spot. Right. And I think last week or a week before when we talked about Dalen Terry, you know, I, I think I said that the, the end of the first round is this weird purgatory where it's like contenders trying to add a sure thing contributor um, and not so much about like the or, or maybe taking a flyer on like a lottery ticket. And Dalen Terry is kind of somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. And I think I think his workouts maybe kind of amplified both of those, if that makes sense, where I think a contender says, yeah, I guess I can see how you're going to be able to contribute at least some minutes on a team that's actually pretty good. He, like, let's be real. If he gets drafted on to Golden State Warriors, he's probably not playing a ton of minutes next year or or the Miami Heat, right? Um, but he also showed enough upside where it probably makes them, be, makes them look at him and say, all right, we got a lanky guy that's versatile. You know, if he, he needs to keep developing his, his, his shooting. Otherwise, you know, it's going to, create a pretty firm ceiling in terms of what he can be as an NBA player, but he's done enough. And, you know, I more power to him. It's, it sucks as an Arizona fan in some ways. Cause I, I, I'm a big Dale and Terry fan, but because I'm a big Dale and Terry fan, I'm absolutely rooting for him. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's going to, uh, you know, impress everyone in the NBA and make us proud. Yeah, that's just it. I, I I'm fairly confident when he went into the draft process, like Tommy Lloyd kind of figured he'd be coming back. Because, but all it takes is one team, and we talked about that. And we don't know who that is, but certainly, Brad, I, you're right. He's a type of player I see him where that contending team, that team might one of the teams that's going to win the NBA championship, maybe Golden State, looks at him and says, "If you could bring a guy with that type of upside and that type of floor, 
because his floor is still a helpful, versatile player, a solid mm-hmm. defender, a passer, great locker room guy. You know, someone who's not going to come in and ruin anything for you. He's only going to add to your team. Whatever he adds, it remains to be seen, right? You know, his development, but he's going to add something to your locker room, something to your team. And for a contender, that's perfect. You're not expecting him to come in and be the guy. You're expecting him to be a guy who can then develop into someone who you can really count on. And it wouldn't shock me if that happens with him because his skill set's there, the work ethic's there. And that's that's really what it comes down to is, you know, it's is it surprising that he is leaving after his sophomore year? Kind of. You know, same thing. I mean, Ben Matherin, by the time the season was going, you're like, okay, this guy is gone. Coloco, you can see like, as a junior, okay, this guy's probably gone. Terry is a bit of a surprise, but also we watched these guys. We watched him all season get better. We saw him in the tournament. He was making those corner threes with pretty good regularity. He was arguably Arizona's best player against Houston, like the one guy who played well in that game. And you watch him and say, yeah, this guy has an NBA future. Now, maybe we thought it'd be next year, but that is happening this year. Okay, Dale and Terry earned that. He played well. He showed enough at this level. He showed enough in the workouts, clearly, to get NBA teams to buy into what he can be for them. So, yeah, it's disappointing for Arizona basketball because with Dale and Terry, we have a much better idea of what they are, right? Now, without him, yeah. they're losing three-fifths of their starting lineup. They're losing guys like Matherin, sure, Coloco, sure. Terry's a bit of a surprise, so the natural reaction is like, oh, no. Like, we were counting on him. How, how's Arizona survive? Arizona will be fine. This is what happens. <laughs> I wrote about it for AZ Desert Swarm, and... It wasn't that long ago where Arizona would lose three-fifths of its starting lineup as early entries into the draft, and they would reload, rebuild, and be good again the next season. But this one, I think, just hurts because everybody liked Dale and Terry so much. That's a big part of it. Where we looked at this Tommy Lloyd team, and this was not his players necessarily, you know, Mather and Coloco and Terry where Sean Miller recruits, but we saw this team as the one that could have guys who stick around for two, three, maybe four seasons. Well, when they're as talented as these kids, that's still not going to happen. So the fact that we got two years of Dalen Terry, two years of Ben Mather, and three of Christian Coloco, celebrate that. They did great things in their final season in Tucson, and now they get to chase their dreams in the NBA. Yeah, I, I don't think Arizona fans should be upset that these guys showed so much development for this season that helped get Arizona a one seed and view that as a negative right? thing because they're going to the NBA. <laughs> hey, that's if Arizona doesn't have the season Arizona did, if Dale and Terry doesn't play as well as he did, if Ben Matherin doesn't play as well as he colloquial the same, these guys aren't leaving maybe. But then Arizona yeah. doesn't win the Pac-12, win the Pac-12 tournament, win the tournament in Vegas, earn a number one seed. Like, yes, they didn't make the final four. They didn't win a national championship, and that stings because we knew this was a really good team that would have the potential to do those things. But, okay, they had a great season. We got to enjoy that. We got to have that as Arizona Wildcats fans, and now they move on. Like, that's how this works. Yeah, I, I know somebody uh, uh, engaged the the Twitter handle and was saying the next season looks a lot less bright uh, now with everybody abandoning ship. And I, I think you and I are both kind of opposite of that opinion. Like, the, the, sure, the certainty of next season's success has maybe dropped off. Um, but look at the look at the evidence of the development of these guys and how much does that help Tommy Lloyd bring more talent in? Look at the the reason those guys are getting drafted is because they've come a long way in the last 12, 18 months. Mm-hmm. You don't think that's an easy thing for either grad transfer recruits or, you know, we're probably talking about there's been commitment news recently. Uh, you know, Eurozona is, is in full effect next year, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but even with those roster spots... Uh, for next season and beyond the development of these guys. And I, I would, I'd be hard pressed to name three guys that developed more in the, in a short period of time at the university of Arizona in any era than Coloco, Matherin and, and Terry. Right. And if you can, if you, Tommy Lloyd can 
point to them and show that to to guys that are in the transfer portal or to any any lingering uh, you know freshman commits for this year and beyond. You know, I don't think it's a reason to panic. I don't think it's a reason to be concerned that Arizona is not going to be good next year because they still will be. <laughs> they should be really good next year, and that, and that's just it too. Because I remember when Ben Matt, I remember when the, all these guys committed. Now Coloco wasn't the same class as Terry and Matherin. He was viewed as a project. He was like, oh look at he's got he's a big guy. We Coloco nuts, right? We were tantalized by the potential, but he was raw as a freshman, very very raw. If you would have said two years later he's going to be an NBA prospect, you know, after his freshman season, like really. And I know the mocks have him kind of falling to the second round, but I, his situation is different than Dale and Terry's. Dale and Terry, I think, comes back. He's not a first-round pick. Coloco had nothing left to prove at the college level, so it's a little bit of a different dynamic. But Coloco wasn't a surefire NBA player. Now he looks nope. like he is a surefire NBA player. Dale and Terry, yeah, you saw him. He's lanky, athletic, but also very raw. Would you say after two seasons at Arizona, he's going to be a first-round pick? Like, no one would have predicted that. Matherin, maybe. We saw flashes as a freshman. But even still, none of these guys were five-star, one-and-dones. Yep, they're going to come to Arizona as a pit stop and go to the pros. Maybe the anticipation was they were going to be here for two, three, four years. Who knows? But obviously, when they do enough to get to this point, they do enough to have NBA teams say, yeah, we want you on our team, then you have to go. And if you're Tommy Lloyd, you say, go, good luck, be great. Because to your point, Brett, and it's true, and like we saw when it was Sean Miller's players too. They go to the NBA, they get drafted in a lottery. You see the highlights, whatever. That's good, you know. That begets more talent coming because yeah, this can be you next year. This can be you two years from now. I can develop you and get you to the NBA, which is these players' goals. Yes, they want to win in college. Sure, all things being equal, they'd like to win a national championship. Their bigger goal is getting to the NBA. And Arizona basketball has a history of getting guys to the NBA. Now, we were some of the more successful at the next level, but they get guys to the NBA, and it doesn't look like that's going to stop with Tommy Lloyd, and that's something he can sell to prospective recruits, to commitments and everything, say, hey, you're going to come here, you're going to get better, and you're going to be in a system that will prepare you and excite NBA teams about you. Yeah, I mean, look at just the news that, you know, I don't know if you were saving this for the news and notes later, yeah, go uh, for Adam, it. but like Kwame Evans, 2023, like top five overall recruit was all but signed, sealed and delivered to Oregon. And now he's taking a visit to Arizona uh, this weekend, right? Yeah. That's, it doesn't that's mean he's going to go to Arizona, No, but, but like, they're getting looks. You're getting, you're getting a look from a top five overall, you know, guy in that 2023 class and you already have the number what the number three class with uh with um i'm blanking on uh, uh, i'm blanking on the two guards uh boswell uh, and uh and gosh I, I i'm blanking off the top of my head i should have show prepped but we don't do that here adam <laughs> um and it, it, it's and now you can go to the transfer portal and you're going to find guys that you know there's there's rumors of guys from texas from kentucky that are not necessarily gonna boswell be... and kj lewis by the way there you go I was like, I knew it had a K in there. You should have uh, just paused and we could have edited it, and uh, no one would have known. But now it's just too much to do. Well, you control the editing, and you you wouldn't be a you would you would maybe let me look like a fool. You've done it before. It's not me letting you. No, no. I mean, I I, I give you the rope. Yeah, I can, and I hang myself with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's it's. It's, I guess to, to put a bow on it, it's, I don't think Arizona fans should panic at all. I think that's nonsensical. I think if Arizona has proved anything over the last couple of years, even some of these guys that have recently been additions, especially the international guys, Arizona has a pretty good track record of, of you know, having guys that performed really well. Christian Coloco was the lowest rate, rated recruit in that class. Uh, ben Matherin, if you're not counting Tibet Gorner and Tubelis' little brother, was the lowest ranked guy in that class, right? Yeah. Because the international ones are harder harder to know. I mean, there's been a there's been a couple of guys that were 
that were flyers that were misses. I'm, I'm blanking on the guy that had that one highlight video that everybody got excited about, and then he was gone before the season started a couple years back. But overall, Arizona's done a good job with you know assembling talent, and I'm not worried about Tommy Lloyd's ability to develop players at, at, at both Arizona and his experience at Gonzaga. No, and what we kind of forget how last season Arizona had a very new starting lineup. was relying on a lot of guys that we hadn't seen much of. Right, Kristen Coloco was going to be a starter. We didn't know how he would fare. Kirk Creasa was going to start. Ben Matherin was going to be relied on all season. Tubelis, okay, he was pretty good the year before. But Arizona had a, Dale and Terry, too, was coming off the bench. Now he was going to be relied on. We didn't know what to expect. There was, if everything goes right, what could happen? Well, a lot went right. I want to say everything went right, but a lot went right. And it turns out Arizona, again, has been through this before <laughs> with replacing a good chunk of the scoring, a good chunk of the starting lineup. Right now, they're set to lose three-fifths of the starting level. You know, they bring back Tubelis, Azula, both Tubelis, the Tubeli, but Azula's Tubelis and Kirk Risa. That's not a bad starting point. Pella Larson is on the team. He probably steps in the lineup. Adama Ball, who I'm not sure what you can count on from him, but you know what? I think he showed enough last season to feel pretty excited about his potential. Umar Balo, I don't know if he's a starting center for you, but you feel better about him now than you did last season. You know, you know he oh, can be a contributor 100%. for you. And then, of course, you have Philip. Um, yeah, Philip <laughs> and Dylan Anderson and another commit, which we haven't talked about yet. Henry. Visar. I, I think believe. it looks that way, but I don't trust any of these anymore. Or if I pronounce it phonetically, it's pronounced Visar. <laughs> but like, this is not a bad roster. It's just going to be a different roster, right? And as I say, it's going to be a really good team. We don't know. We didn't know last year's team would be as good as it was. You know, we had ideas because we had seen a lot of those guys before. We hadn't seen them in these roles. We were just hoping yep. they would take a step forward. This year's team or the next year's team could still do the same thing. Also, that's not complete. There's still open roster spots. There's still players in the transfer portal, still guys out there who they could add who say, oh, the Dale and Terry spot's open? Hmm. You know, now there's 20 minutes a game at Arizona available. So, like, I, I understand the, the feeling of, oh, no. Because Arizona is not a better team without Dale and Terry, just like they're not a better team without Ben Matherin or Christian Coloco. But they're going to be different, and different can still be pretty damn good. Yeah, can I, can I, can I say they're not going to be a better team without those guys, but they might be a better program with those guys leaving for the NBA, if that makes sense. That right? does make sense. That does make sense. And, like, look at, look at somebody like, you know, Keon Brooks, I think is the guy from Kentucky who is, like, you know, if you're worried about talent level, he's a guy that was, I think he moved into the starting lineup last year at, at Kentucky. Like, you think he's Arizona good, guys? Yeah, it's a possibility. Um, and, like, if he can step in, you know, maybe he's not lived up to his, like, you know, top 30 overall commit. for. Well, he, uh, he's not with type. Arizona, right? He's in the transfer portal. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there's there's still talent out there, and this is where all of those things we're talking about, Tommy Lloyd's ability to, to make a sales pitch, and now with evidence right of of player development beyond just what he kind of did in the in the background behind Mark Few at Gonzaga I mean look at look at the in-season improvement last year of all those guys on the roster you know it was pretty dramatic like Umar Balo Christian Coloco even from from the beginning of the season to the end Dale Terry by the end of the season was maybe the most consistent player on the roster right yeah um so yeah it's I I I, I think it's I'll be surprised if come the end of uh, end of February next year, early March, that Arizona is not in the in contention for the Pac-12 title next year. Yeah, I would have called them a favorite, but I just go back to how we felt about this team last season. We weren't yeah. sure of any of this. 
We were optimistic. No. People were like, yeah, Dalen Terry could be good. Ben Matherin could be good. Coloco could be good. We didn't know. They had to do it. They had to show, especially in this new system, this offensive system. And I think what we did see also, and we've seen it with Gonzaga, and now we saw it at Arizona, the system itself is tailor-made for players, like highlighting what they can do best. You know, it puts them in position to succeed where it's not a stretch to say Pell Larson is going to be an impact player next season. It's not a stretch to say Adama Ball could play 15, 20 minutes a game and probably pour in 8 to 12 points just based on what we saw. Right? These guys aren't just going to be thrown. They're not – I don't know. I, I understand being disappointed because this was a team that was one of the best in the country last season. And they lost three-fifths of the starting lineup. They also lose Justin Kyer, who graduating senior. Like, that stinks, but that's what happens with the best programs. You get good players, you lose good players, you get more good players. That's it. And Arizona wasn't, it hasn't been that way for a few years. We kind of, I don't know, we didn't miss, we, we, you don't miss that, but then you kind of miss what causes that. You know, when Arizona <laughs> was at its best, this is what happens. Arizona had some down years. It didn't happen as much, but the best Arizona teams, this is what happens. You usually expect, the guys who leave, you usually expect that. Dale and Terry's not unexpected. A little bit of a surprise, if I, if I can make that, if I can make a little bit of a difference there. Like, it's not, it's like, okay, wow. He did get that first round grade or get that first round offer or promise or whatever. But also, yeah, I, I can see that. You know, yeah. it makes some sense. So I, if you want to be down on things, sure, be down. But I, I don't. I'm not there. I'm excited for the Arizona players that are going pro. Hope they get drafted and represent Arizona well at the next level. I'm sure they will. And for the program itself, it'll be fine. <laughs> like yeah, it, it Arizona can, basketball will be fine. I mean, I was already. I'm already more cautiously optimistic with Philip or Philippe because I think he's got. I've seen enough in the highlights that I'm at least raising an eyebrow or two. Uh, Henry Bisar, like, dude, I think is going to be pretty legit. I don't know if he'll start as a freshman, but he's going to play minutes, and he's a 6'10 guy that's going to look scrawny as hell but can move around and hit outside shots. You think that's not going to be valuable in, in a Tommy Lloyd system? Like, the panic of uh, of the roster turnover is 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 not well-placed, in my opinion. No, well, it may not be, but, you know, Brett, <laughs> like, if, if you're down about Arizona basketball, though, there is some really good news. Um, if you like really cool Arizona gear... Ooh, yeah, I, I do. I, I like Arizona gear as well. And home field bread who we know of them, you know, we've seen their stuff and how many you see someone else and you're like, wow, I want them to do Arizona. Well, we're all in luck. They are going to launch an Arizona line on the 4th, June 4th. So just this week, make sure you get in on that. Of course, if you want 15% off your first order, use the promo code wildcat radio in all caps. You get 15% off your first order with home field. And I, I, Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I've gotten to look at things, you know. We, you know, I'm not just a uh, a wearer. I'm a member now, or a influencer, or whatever they want to call us here, Brad, here at Wildcat <laughs> Radio. But this stuff looks good. Like I can, I can't tell you what it looks like. I can just tell you it looks really good. Yeah, you know what? You know what's better than our Arizona sports takes takes Adam, our takes on men's and women's university branded apparel. <laughs> That's why people are really listening. <laughs> That's I consider yourself influenced people. <laughs> that, no, but they actually do look really. They, they. I've I've gotten a glance at a couple of things. Um, I am going to try to figure out how to not order the entire series of Arizona things because uh, my wife would probably be mad at me. But that fifteen percent off code will definitely help. Yeah, as I say, if you're gonna buy like nine shirts, like most of us, fifteen percent off will be a pretty good deal. And 
Also, just for all of our listeners, keep listening. Share this podcast with your friends because the more downloads we get, the more listens we get, the more we get paid, and the more we get paid, the less Brett's wife will yell at him for buying shirts. Yeah, he's he's right. <laughs> so, so remember, good going, for me. The line launches June fourth. Be all about home field. I'm sure you've you've heard of them. You can find them on Twitter at Home Field Apparel. And yeah, I I recommend that 15 off your first order with code Wildcat Radio, all caps. So Brett, let's take a break and we come back. Arizona softball is in the World Series. And let's talk to Kim Doss, who is there covering it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. It's Wildcat Radio 2.0. And as promised, we are joined by Kim Doss of azdesertstorm.com. Kim is with the Arizona softball team as they get to the College World Series. Kim, welcome back to Wildcat Radio 2.0. Thanks for having me. Now, I know when we talked to you last time before the tournament started, you said you didn't expect Arizona to make it to this point, but you can be honest with us here. We're amongst friends. You had your hotel room and everything booked as recently as last year. It's probably just on retainer, right? Every year you have the room booked for Oklahoma because <laughs> you know Arizona's going to be there, right? Like that's just that's oh well, works. absolutely. <laughs> they just have it on like just they have the Kim Doss room. I right. The hotel. It's a suite, Adam. <laughs> but but really, I I know we you thought Arizona would win a couple of games. But you didn't expect Arizona to get here, and I'm not saying this because, you know, how do you, like, obviously you know what you're talking about with the Arizona softball team. You, you watched them all season. How did this happen? Like, how much of a surprise is it that Arizona softball is playing this weekend in Oklahoma City? Well, it's a huge surprise. I mean, I thought that the Columbia Regional would come down to them in Missouri. So, it, you know, in that way, it would be either one. What I think really made the difference was Mississippi State knocking out Florida State. That that made a whole new world, you know. I think it would have been a lot more difficult for them to go through Florida State than Mississippi State because Florida State is, you know, they were in the the title series last year. So, you know, they've so. been there. Mississippi State, that was their first super regional. So they got some help then a little bit with their with their. Bracket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's I mean, that's not a knock on them because you play who's in front of you. Yeah. And you I know? think I, I think one thing, you know, for as as surprised as you were, Kim, and I think we all were for them to make the Women's College World Series. I do believe one of the things you said in response to my question of what would be who would be a person that could be a, a player that would be a difference maker. And I think it was the person who hit the go-ahead home run against Mississippi State, uh, Carly Scoopin, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, Carly, it, she came in with so much um, – there was so much about she is the offensive um, – she's what makes them go. And so when she was having a downtime in the Pac-12s, you knew that they could do something if she came back and she was herself again. And I think we saw some of that – in the postseason we've seen it so far you mentioned too like you know she was down in the pac-12 arizona itself was down in the pac-12 and i wonder too how much that skewed the perception of them because they are good 
right? They didn't just fall oh, yeah. off a cliff from last season. They lost some players. They lost their coach, but they're not a bad team. There's still plenty of talent there, but they go 8-16 and 16 in the conference, and you're like, huh, but it's the Pac-12. You know, you play in a context right. that, yeah, they weren't the best team in the Pac-12. Of course, the best team in the Pac-12 is no longer playing, which, <laughs> you know, that happens. But, you know, it's – they were always a good team, maybe not a great team, but they were always a good team with maybe a matchup here or there, maybe getting hot at the right time. But is that is that where this team is? Like, were we kind of maybe unnecessarily down on them just based on the fact that they played in such a brutal conference? Well, I think in also history, I mean, Arizona fans expect a lot. Mike Andrea expected a lot, and he built that expectation about this program that you expect Arizona to be – fighting for Pac-12 titles, not fighting to stay in the basement of the Pac-12. Now, this was a very good Pac-12. I mean, we see Arizona and Oregon State were both at the bottom, and they're both here in the last week, you know? Um, so I think that the Pac-12 has lost some of its luster just because ESPN, you know, kind of pumps up the SEC. There's contracts involved, you know, whatever. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm shocked. but you know i think that the pac-12 is still the pac-12 and you've got to realize that struggling against ucla you good teams struggle against ucla (laughs) you know that that's just the fact of the matter (laughs) right so it's you know as we're as we're celebrating the the crazy run that got here and like the emotional roller coaster that's been i think uh, maybe maybe punctuated with that awesome caitlin Lowe post-game interview where she got the gatorade bath you know, <laughs> it, that arizona is riding a whole wave of emotion heading into this game against uh you know against oklahoma state the cowgirls um you know you wrote a pretty good write-up on on az desert swarm kind of previewing the game but can you kind of talk to our talk to our listeners about you know what this matchup is going to be for the for the women's softball team yeah, well, uh, the Cowgirls have very solid pitching. Um, their ace is Kelly Maxwell. She's only allowing, she's allowing like 0.83 um, base runners per inning, you know. So um, she, she's very, very good. Um, so Arizona, but Arizona's face pitchers like that. They're, I think they're ready to do that. Um We've seen that their offense is still heavily reliant on the home run. And I, that's just where they are. I think that's going to be the case. If they're going to win, they're going to have to hit long balls. Um, and as for Arizona's pitching, what we've seen is that Devin Nets has cut down her walks and hits drastically. She's also allowing less than one per inning now in the postseason. And she was at like, I think it was like one three was her whip during the regular season and it's 0.93 now. So that's a drastic difference. Yeah. Um, Bowen has kept the ball in the park, which is, was one of the biggest problems for Arizona pitching. So I think if they can continue to do that, that's going to be very important. And Oklahoma State's not a big power team, which is helpful. Um, and they faced a few teams like that, like Illinois wasn't a big power team. And so it was helpful for Arizona's pitchers to face some of those teams that don't rely on the long ball quite as much. 
I wonder for Arizona, normally when they're in this position, they are a favorite. If not the favorite, they are a favorite. There's pressure. And we talked the last time about how, you know, last year maybe with Mike Hendry, they knew it was his last season where there's a bit more. They're very much playing with house money, it would seem like. Yes, they're confident. They belong in this position. Sure, they know that. And I'm sure their confidence has only grown. <laughs> the more they win, the further they advance. But I wonder if there's any sense of them maybe playing a little bit more loosely than previous Arizona teams who have reached the College World Series because they're not that Arizona. I put them in like italics, that Arizona team that you're like, yeah, they're supposed to. I'm like, yeah, every time they win right now, it's like, oh, how about that? Even though, yes, right. they're wearing Arizona, they're Wildcats, but they're not the same. Like it's, it's the same, but it's different. And I wonder if they kind of take that looseness or maybe take that, yeah, it's whatever happens, let's just play softball and have fun mentality into this weekend. Well, absolutely. And I think they've got some players who that's the way they approach the game anyway. You know, um, if you've ever been around Ellie Skaggs, that's how she is. She's always upbeat and happy. And, you know, so I think they, and um, Izzy Pacho is very, you know, she's very rah-rah to her teammates. Um, So I think that they've got that. And I think they had some us against the world a little bit because of their struggles. And so now they, they've got that togetherness. And that's something Caitlin Lowe's talked about, that, you know, they're relying so much more on each other now. And, and so, yeah, I think that that feeling of camaraderie and just doing this for fun now is there. I mean, and it's so weird that Arizona's a Cinderella, you know, eight <laughs> titles, and they're the Cinderella, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the Cinderella, and Ali Skaggs got named a uh, an All American today. Right. It's like they're they're the plucky underdog. But I mean, considering I I, I mean they went what zero and eight to start Pac twelve play, and, and then right. now how now they're on the Women's College World Series, which is just insanity. Um, you know, I think you've already touched on this, Kim, a little bit. Um, in terms of talking about like the need for Arizona to hit the long ball to be successful going forward. But is there, is there any other kind of keys to, you know, the matchup against Oklahoma state or, or beyond where you think that, you know, to see how far Arizona can, can ride this train? Uh, defense. Um, because their pitchers do rely a lot on nets got out of um, three innings with double plays last week. So that defense is very important. And we saw, um, we saw some plays, get um bowling out of some jams as well um when arizona is struggling their middle infield starts not getting behind balls and you know even if they're not making physical errors making a few mental errors and that's they've got to keep that from happening so i hate to put you on the spot here kim das azdesertswarm.com about arizona softball i know the last time we asked how far you think they go sure you were happily wrong about that like we all were right i mean i was reading espn article like who's a surprise team and like three of the four people are like oh arizona like no one expected them to be there arizona if they win this game obviously they're in the driver's seat like in a really good position if they lose this game they're not out of it yet where do you see arizona right now in their little pod like how much further do you see them getting right now because i know it's easy to say oh yeah they could keep going you know you ride that wave but they are still the team that's not supposed to be there they are still the plucky underdog that's playing great softball right now but they're running into other teams that are playing have been playing great softball all season too well i think they're very fortunate to be in the group they're in in that part of the bracket it's uh, them in oklahoma state oregon state and texas they don't have to see oklahoma 
Um, they don't have to see UCLA right now. Um, so I think that they've got a very good chance of winning the game tomorrow. And if they don't win that game against Oklahoma State, I still think they're going to take at least one here. Okay. I don't think they're going to be two and out. I think they will at least get to that one and two um, point and, and get a win under their belt. And um, and then just see where it goes from there. <laughs> and I think that was going to be my final question. I got one more, though. I mean, just for the big picture, I know no one was saying fire Caitlin Lowe after this season, right? Like she was going to get more than this season no matter what. But I imagine getting this far, even if it's a surprise run, getting this far does a lot to bolster maybe her confidence that she can do this job. But it's the perception of Arizona softball that, yeah, Mike Kendra is not there anymore, but the program's in good hands and Arizona softball can sustain and persist and keep going like it was before. I mean, I imagine this run does a lot for that. Oh, absolutely. And I think where you really hope to see it is in recruiting pitchers, you know, um, either from the portal or, you know, from high school, uh, maybe they, you know, I thought maybe they would bring someone in this year as a portal and, um, still don't know whether they tried and no one wanted to come because they wanted to wait and see what happens or if they just wanted to ride with who they had. But I think in that sense, this is very important to show that Caitlin isn't just a recruiter and a, a wonderful right-hand woman, but she can motivate a team. She can lead them. Even when they get down, she can help them get back on their feet. And I think that will make a, a big impact in the recruiting world. Yeah, well, of course, the season is not done yet. You know, Arizona softball college World Series first game is Thursday against Oklahoma State. I think it's at six thirty Arizona time. That's right. I don't even know what time zones where you're at, Kim. I don't know if it's Central time is Central. at seven thirty, eight thirty. I have no idea. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. So, and Elle, we appreciate you've had a long day of traveling. We appreciate the time today, Kim Doss. You can find her on Twitter at Kim Doss seventy one. Of course, her content's at azdesertswarm.com. She's in Oklahoma City covering the Arizona softball team in a World Series run that we hope keeps going. Kim, thanks for joining us on Wildcat Radio 2.0. Anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Kim Dawson. We come back, more Arizona. Welcome back, Wildcat Radio 2.0. Once again, thanks to Kim Dawson from AZ Desert Swarm. Great insight into this softball program. And, Brett, I, neither one of us, we're not going to pretend that we follow softball nearly as much as Kim does. She covered them all season. We watch, we pay attention, we can, we read, of course. But it's nice to at least that even the people who cover this team the most – didn't see this coming, <laughs> you know, like, in <laughs> such a good way, right? It's one thing when a team just falls flat on its face and they're like, oh, wow, where'd that come from? This is the opposite. This is the, yeah, they were probably better than we thought during the season, but to get to this point, no one saw it coming, and yet here Arizona is back in the College World Series. When, you know, I, th- I think that's a fair framing, Adam, uh, of our, our knowledge and the kind of shock, but, man, I don't know of any sport I've ever seen a team flip the switch in the postseason, the way this the women's softball team has done this year, they're you know go five and zero, oh and they're just they're looking great and they're peaking at the right time. And we'll see how it goes, but I hope they can ride this ride this thing a little bit longer. I, you know, we t- I mentioned the Caitlin Lowe interview. Like, man, that how 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 rewarding was that for Caitlin Lowe and probably the players on this team? I hope there's not an emotional letdown because that's it's been such an emotional ride. But hopefully, it's something they can build some strength and and see how far they can get. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Adia Barnes a couple of years ago too taking her team to heights that no one expected. Like, they were pretty good, but no one saw them making the championship game and was winning. 
and what she was able to build off of that, especially, you know, that proof of concept. Like, yeah, I can, I can not only develop you here, but we can win. Caitlin Lowe doing this in year one, getting Arizona back to this point, because there was doubt, especially after the end of the regular season, uh, if she could be the person. And there was never a good expectation. You couldn't put on her to get here. This was never the expectation. You couldn't. No. But the fact that she got here like speaks volumes and just reaffirms that, yeah, she, she can do this. She can be the right choice. She can be the person to lead Arizona softball for the next 20, 30 years if she wants based on this alone. Now, like Kim said, maybe this allows for a transfer portal person to say, you know what, okay, like Arizona's fine without Mike Andrea. Like I can go there and Arizona isn't going anywhere. You know, like what this opens up for recruiting, we'll see. Of course, the season's not over. Arizona could win the whole damn thing. Like that's possible, and that I imagine do great things for the future of the program for Caitlin Lowe. <laughs> but wherever this season ends, now they're playing with house money. Now they're at a point where this has been a success. It's been a great first season for Caitlin Lowe because she's helped this team win, guide this team to wins where people really want to see it. And that just means just portends to really good things for this program no matter when this particular season ends. Yeah, I mean, I think when we talked with Kim the last time of like whether it was already a, you know, a successful season, just making the postseason was already yeah. made at that. And then, you know, this is already, you know, makes it a, a, uh, an incredibly successful season. And it's going to probably pay dividends going forward to your last question to Kim and what you're just mentioning. Like, and if, and by the way, if Caitlin Lowe does somehow uh, take the team and they win this year, I, I hope she enjoys her raise after one year because, you know, <laughs> Extend her, win the championship, extend Caitlin Lowe, give her a raise, get the number one recruiting class, proceed to continue to win championships, uh, and I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I think most people would be. Um, <laughs> most reasonable people would be. Um, on the flip side, kind of similar to the softball team going in, Arizona baseball is now heading into their postseason. Of course, the Wildcats made it. Chip Hale in his first season as a team's head coach. It's not a surprise that they made it. They did pretty well in the Pac-12 tournament, ended ASU season. Or maybe you could say put him out of their misery as he was not very good at baseball this season. Arizona beat them to knock them out completely. Arizona is set to play number three Ole Miss on Friday at 4 p.m. You know, Arizona is not the favorite, <laughs> but they're there. And they've played some pretty good baseball throughout the season. A little inconsistent, but they're a good team. Hopefully Chase Davis, you hurt his shoulder uh, in the Pac-12 turn. Hopefully he's back and able to play because he is, of course, a very important piece for this lineup and for this team. But I think similar to softball, at this point, the baseball team has reached the expectation. They got as far as we were hoping. It wasn't a letdown season. It wasn't falling off a cliff with Chip Hale after Jay Johnson left. It was kind of status quo. Arizona was good again. Arizona's back in the postseason. Anything they do from here, it's kind of gravy. I, th- I think that's right. Um, but And, uh, yeah, I think, I think your comment on Chase Davis getting, you know, good on Chip Hale, the staff to just pull him out of a I mean, honestly, it was a meaningless, albeit kind of important game, but a meaningless one in terms of their their success in the postseason here uh, outside the Pac-12 tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's he's been a, just a monster all season and that guy's making himself a lot of money in a, in, in a future professional uh, draft position. Uh, but if he's back and healthy, you know, that's, that's why you play the game. I think the, t- the toughest matchup is Miami. But I don't know, did you see, Adam, that the the athletic picked all of the the, the the regional uh, winners and they picked Arizona in there. I did not come see that. Yeah, you want you want to know how to know it's not an ESPN uh, prediction <laughs> article? <laughs> they picked Arizona to win. <laughs> uh, not, not win the whole thing, just the region. But I, I wonder you know, how much of that is when writers they want to sound smart, so they kind of pick an upset. It's like, well, Arizona's it's Arizona. 
you know, so it's not that outlandish to say the Wildcats. But to that point, though, it's not that outlandish to say, yeah, Arizona, it's not, again, similar to softball. I make that comparison because they play similar sports, and they're really, you know, similar situations where they're talented rosters. You know, new coaches, no. they lost some talent, but they're talented rosters that belong in this position where they're at. And, yeah, if things fall right, if they play well, they can win some games and do some damage. So I think it would not be a surprise to see Arizona go far or at least win a couple games this weekend, win a few games this weekend. If they do, of course, we'll try to get deeper into Arizona baseball next week, perhaps with a guest to talk about that. But there is somewhat of a wait and see, but it's not a you-have-to-show-me type of season. Chip Hale did enough this season to say, okay, cool. Yeah, I think that's right. Though this would be the time where a true baseball mind and a guy that focuses on fundamentals, hopefully you'd see that pay off um, with a, you know, a decently talented roster. Um, you know, what Miami's RPI is number 15. I think Arizona, where did Arizona end up? Somewhere like around 30. Yeah, I think. in the 30s, I think. Uh, which I think is where, I think that's where Ole Miss was in the, in the uh, I think they were 39 I have it in front of me. And then I don't even know how to pronounce Canisius, Canisius. Uh, you, yeah, me and pronunciations. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm gonna call them by their their mascot, the Golden Griffins, which is just great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like, let's get there. Let's, you know, hopefully they play good fundamental baseball, and that's how you become a tough out. And I think Arizona is good enough to to come out of the regional, and and we'll we'll see how it goes there. And we know they can mash at times too, like that they lineup that can mash. Yeah, imagine if. Um, a potential future matchup with some guys from LSU that can also match. Um, I saw, I saw Jacob Berry was in a top 10 draft prospects thing and it'd be like, oh, it'd be nice to see on this Arizona roster, but <laughs> here we are. I, yeah. <laughs> the transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh away. And in that regard, it, it taketh, taketh considerably substantially. <laughs> Jay, Jay Johnson just taketh. <laughs> That, that's probably a more accurate way to put it. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Arizona baseball, again, I wasn't sold on Chip Hale. And similar, I guess, it's can he recruit? Because he's doing this with largely Jay Johnson players. Can he recruit talent to Arizona? And in terms of coaching, the fact that he didn't mess things up, right? Like, the team is still good. And not that I expect him to come in and try to reinvent the wheel with them, but the team is still good. He got them to this point, and if he can get them even further, great. That's another feather in his cap. But I think Chip Hale, even for doubters like myself, has done enough to say, okay, fine. You bought yourself a window to make this your program, and that's what this season was all about for him. Yeah, I think, I think that's totally right. You know, I think the expectations were to get at least to about here. We've done that. We'll see if he can, you know, squeeze a little bit more out of this, out of this team and see how far they can go, and then – you know, assuming they don't end up at a, at a, at a, at a national championship or in the, you know, in a title matchup like Jay Johnson in his first year, um, then we'll see what's going to happen on the recruiting trail and baseball recruiting is a weird nuanced mess that it's really hard to gauge for about six different reasons. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be something where unfortunately, you know, we, we won't know the answers to, to the recruiting questions for a while, but you know, let's enjoy the ride while we have it right now in, in this postseason. Exactly. So a couple of news and notes since our last show. It's like Pac-12 kickoff times. Arizona season opener football will be at 12.30 p.m. against San Diego State. That should be just a lovely game to attend for whoever can get out there. I don't know if Arizona's <laughs> going to beat San Diego State based on last season. I would not count on it. But, you know, the teams are different this year. But a noon kickoff at San Diego State. I think San Diego State's opening up a new stadium, too, for that one. So that should be fun. Yeah, I think I think I saw somewhere that ticket sales are going like crazy from to the local 
fan base. So you might want to get on those tickets early if you're an Arizona fan looking to make the trip. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the home opener against Mississippi State on September 10th will be at 8 p.m. And then I think the North Dakota State game is also at 8 p.m. Because, you know. So I, I hear 8 p.m., Adam, and I'm like of two very different minds about it because the person that does not like to roast in Arizona Stadium likes that it will be cooled down a little a little bit. But the old fogey in me says, oh, these damn kids and staying up. I'm usually <laughs> in bed by nine. Yeah. <laughs> you watch it. How can you play football this late? I want to sleep. <laughs> How are you even awake? God, we're you know, old. We, we, yes, we are, Adam. <laughs> yes, we are. Speaking of which, it's, you know, time probably for us to wrap up the pot. Do we have anything else we need to talk about, Brett? Did we get to everything? I think we got to. I think we got to everything. Oh, I guess the one other thing, maybe a news and note thing. There was a uh, the athletic department announced another big donation to the athletic program. I think it was four point eight million dollars. Yeah, yeah. For was it, it was like football, bat, men's basketball. Like, yeah, it never hurts to have pe- rich people give the program money. Yeah, money doesn't solve all problems, but it solves a lot of them. Well, yeah, <laughs> and in the days of NIL too, having donors who are excited about your programs and willing to spend the money to do what they can to improve them to make them better yeah that goes like you can't you can't necessarily you can't put a price on it if that makes sense but you know that money especially if it's spent correctly and not just by buying out kevin sumlin you know that that money will help well it shows commitment and it to the to the programs in general belief right? in and, the programs too i think yeah belief. and and if and if one donor is putting their money where their mouth is it probably makes it easier to make a pitch to the next potential donor right and so it can, positive momentum can be uh you know self-fulfilling just like negative momentum can as well for sure for sure so i think that that does it then everyone we appreciate <laughs> the time of course thanks again to kim doss you can find her on twitter at, at kim doss 71 she is covering arizona softball out in oklahoma city uh, find us on the twitter at wildcat radio az um and also this saturday again check out home field apparel they're going to be launching their arizona line if you place your order 15 percent off your first order with code wildcat radio all in caps make sure you punch that in and save 15 percent off the nine or ten shirts you're going to buy because trust us when we tell you this stuff looks good so you're, you're going to want all of it and why not save 50 percent when you get it it's a good call adam Otherwise, make sure you're, you're subscribing to us on iTunes and on Spotify. If you are on iTunes, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. We will read that review on the air. We don't have any this week to read. Brett's looking at it right now frantically. We don't have any. I actually prepped that ahead of time. Yeah, I, I I'm not excited it. about it, but it's just reality. I frantically checked and remembered, no, I did not take the time to write a review uh, <laughs> anonymously about, about you, Adam. Um, but maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> Of course, whatever happens this week with Arizona, of course, baseball, softball, and any other news that happens, we'll get into it next week. But until then, remember to bear down. Bear down.